Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Eureka Moment and today we have with us the founder of India Film Project, IFP Ritam Bhatnagar. IFP was started in 2011 and 2019 they are going on season 9. Uh, it's a, a very innovative concept, uh, content festival that's primarily meant for collaborative filmmaking. So Ritam, welcome to the show. Thank you, Suchita. So nice to be here. Thank you, Ritam. In fact, this is my first podcast. <laughs> And it feels very absurd to be in a room. Uh-huh. Uh, and it feels as if someone is just trying to hear us. Uh, so there's a third ear to the two to two people in this room. Yeah, <laughs> a third uh, person prying on the conversation. Oh, yes. What we are doing. So a lot of people are going to pry. Okay, Ritam, very interesting idea of a collaborative filmmaking where you have guys from across the world making films, sending you, and here you have your content festival in Mumbai. How did the idea come from? Oh, so. This I think is uh, it's a dorm idea. Hmm. So it started from a dormitory. Hmm. Uh, it started from a very basic thing that I noticed around people. Hmm. So uh, since my childhood, I've been a person who finds gaps in things, mm-hmm. which is uh, I notice, observe things very carefully. So hmm. my nursery KG report card me likha tha observation A plus, everything else was B plus. <laughs> so uh, I I used to live with filmmakers, uh, people who were film uh, students in. Uh, Westlingwoods. Mm-hmm. I used to live with them in Mumbai, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things that we did was the, we were planning a short film. Mm-hmm. Our pathetic script ready tha, and mm-hmm. it was couple of months passed by. Mm-hmm. All the planning done, all the casting done, all the pre-production done, but it never took off because mm-hmm. every time we had a weekend, we were too tired to even to take things ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh, way back when I was looking for something to start. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought this was one space that I wanted people to come together hmm. and make a film over a weekend. Hmm. So uh, the idea was as simple wherein you want people post Friday, hmm. uh, their office timings, they hmm. just come to a single place. Hmm. Uh, uh, they gather together, you give them a theme. Hmm. They have exactly 50 hours. By hmm. Sunday uh, night, they have to upload the film. Hmm. And then from Monday, they are back to their offices and colleges. Hmm. So that was the entire idea of getting people together. Hmm. And maybe also in this entire process, getting them to uh, work with newer teams, which means that the second problem that I could see was that, yes. that people had very limited teams, which means people had a duo of director, cinematographer, director, mm. writer, writer, cinematographer. Yes. And they were always looking to find a new person. So this became a LinkedIn for them in a way. Yes. Uh, to maybe join hands. Yeah. Uh, at the end, even if they don't win, they always found out some nice teams uh, from this mm. uh, thing. Mm. So I think uh, it started very basically from there. Mm. As in collaboration, as you said. Mm. Yes. Lovely. So you started very early, Ritam. I mean, you were in Mumbai, you were living, living with, uh, you know, your other friends here. And then you started, suddenly started in your early 20s, you started uh, IFP. And starting anything which is in the space is entrepreneurship. Uh, right. And entrepreneurship comes with its challenges. And the first challenge, of course, is understanding entrepreneurship. Uh, and the second challenge and the most important challenge is the funding challenge. So how did you go step by step? So, a lot of things were uh, of, I think, uh, when you universe conspires, a lot of things start falling in place. Mm. Uh, the first thing is, uh, I was 21 when I started, which means that uh, uh, before that, I had a small job in Mumbai, which uh, means that I had some savings. Mm. At 21, you don't have uh, too many of expenses. Your mm. your uh, rent, accommodation, and f- maybe your phone bills are the only thing that you are actually looking for. Yes. Uh, so that way, we were very lean. In mm. fact, till date, uh, one of the things that we follow is uh, being a very lean uh, business, which means you cut on every other 
cost. Uh, that's an add-on or that's a luxury to a business. Yes. Uh, the second thing is that from the day one, I have I come from a family of teachers, which means I have so many teachers on all, mm. all the sides, mm. and uh, no one in my family had done business till then. Yes. Which means the first thing that my father told me is don't don't make losses, and that has been ingrained in my mm. brain. So mm. usually whenever I go to MB colleges to teach, I tell them that for me profit over a plan is the first thing. So your profit. Wow. Uh, should be there even if you're making five rupees out of it you should be making those five rupees first mm. and then think of the business plan etc if you're not making those five rupees that means mm. there's definitely something you're selling that no one wants sure. so since the very first year mm. uh, one of the thing I, that I've done is we instead of uh, growing at a much higher speed getting too much money in the system and suddenly not understanding things going uh, you know uh, this is one of the key problems that a lot of businesses face Yes, uh, they suddenly get so much of uh, uh, money in, in, in the system mm. they suddenly hire so many people but they don't run uh, know how to how to run a, a big team they don't know what a plan is they don't know how to set up a culture yeah so i think we took it very slowly huh. uh, i had always uh, been bullish about having an advantage of age at my side so yeah. by the time I was, I was still experimenting i was 23 24 hmm. uh, by the time i think uh, once we completed the third season of ifp is when we thought of making it into a business into a mm. proper business but mm-hmm. since the first year we were definitely not making losses we were making just enough money for me to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the moment we thought of ourselves as a business, mm. the first thing that we put across is that, okay, this is the speed that we want to follow. Mm. This is the culture we want to build. And we don't want to hurry up uh, to be the next X, Y, Z and uh, mm. to compete. Mm. We don't want uh, major uh, funds coming in from some uh, any other place. We want to be bootstrapped. And that's, mm. I think being bootstrapped is, for me, it's the peaceful sleep of night that I get. When I'm not supposed to report yes. to someone. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you there, you know. <laughs> so season three is when you actually you guys decided, you and your team decided that, you know, uh, you know, you want to make this into a business. You know? yeah. But before that, what was the kind of team that you were working with? I believe at the moment you have some 40,000 filmmakers from the world yes. over yes. making films uh, and sending it to you guys. And, yes. uh, you and know, another 18,000 people who attend the festival each year. Awesome. Yes. So, you know, you're talking about 58,000 people. That's yes. huge, you know. That's a yes. huge, uh, huge scale that you're talking about, which you moved in the next five years, you attained yes. the scale. So, you know, I would be very keen to know that pre-business model and which is before your season three and post-business model, which is after a season three. What is yeah, the changes yeah. that you made? So on personal level, a lot of things. Okay. I think uh, um, I have become much more disciplined because mm. uh, when we were not thinking of it as a business, it was mm. more of a hobby. Mm. And hobbies are usually for the weekends, which means yes. you're not uh, looking to earn out of it. You don't set your own targets. Yes. Uh, which means you are also uh, not asking people to give their 100% because... When you are into a hobby mode, everyone around you is into a hobby mode because they <laughs> yes. know that you are just going to run a show for a couple of days and then uh, you yeah. know, you're just going to party. Yes. Versus when we thought of making it into a business, which meant uh, mm. there was a couple of processes which were uh, to be brought in the system. Yes. And uh, for a business, the most painful process thing is to get processes in place, which means uh, having a team, mm. which means having a hierarchy, mm. having a designation, mm-hmm. having a profit uh, and a loss account, mm. a, having a proper job description for everyone, mm. having someone to monitor if the job descriptions are being followed, mm. setting up your monthly, quarterly and uh, uh, yearly targets. Mm that uh, started happening at a 
uh, uh, at a key rate hmm. and initially it all i remember i went to i went into a numb zone hmm. because for the first 3 months when we thought of doing it as a business and we got a nice swanky space uh, to do it hmm. i didn't know what to do Hmm. because i uh, hired the first employee and i was like ab main se kaam kya karwaun what is the <laughs> next thing that i am going to get because uh, ye to hobby tha yes. i don't have targets i don't yeah. have processes i don't even have an offer letter ka format what awesome, exactly yeah. am i uh, going to yes. uh, do across yeah but um, i think on a personal level as i said uh, the discipline has been one of the things yes. uh, the way uh, hmm. uh, the kind of discipline that i have got personally yeah. uh, in terms of how i perceive things how yeah. i uh how i uh, break things into smaller parts yeah. how i uh, look at uh, problems from a very different point of view yeah. as a pre business model your problems are not your problems because you are like okay i can always dodge them and i can do something else mm-hmm. uh, but when you are thinking of it as a business model your problems are your problems and yeah. one problem unsolved can always toss things up so mm-hmm. which means I now see. you are a little more serious into it which yes. means slightly sleepless nights but yes. still you have peaceful sleeps yes yeah <laughs> Okay, a little bit of problem can toss you up. What is the kind? Any anecdote of the problems that you faced and you came out of it, and how did you solve it? Something that our entrepreneurs listening to it can. So typically, being from a service background, hmm. uh, which means for me, people are the key resources. Yeah. And most of my problems till date have been always been with people, hmm. which means. Uh, people not performing to people not being enough motivated to hmm. uh, not setting up the right culture i think uh, hmm. last 3 years one of the key challenges that i faced at the uh, company was that uh, we suddenly grew uh, uh, of course not suddenly i think but we grew from from one person in 2013 huh. to almost 35 people in 2018 hmm. but we did not set up a very right culture which means of course we were trying to do things in a lean manner we were trying to put processes and everything in place but uh, Uh, we always thought that we want to uh, want it to be a flat uh, structure which means that no one is reporting to anyone else and everyone is doing their own job mm. uh, at the end of the day everyone reports to me and then uh, this culture backfired because mm. we realized that no one was answerable to anyone else at the end of the thing which means when something goes right everyone takes credit but when something goes wrong no one is ready to take the responsibility yes. so then uh, we had to realign the team mm. and when you realign and you tell someone theek hai aaj se tum iske under mein kaam karoge or this mm. is how you are going to report mm. a person who's been working with you for 3 years does not take it uh, without a pinch of salt so mm. uh, those kind of challenges were i think for mm. us uh, one of the key problems i think that people need to uh, solve across mm. um, uh, so if i have to maybe talk about problems for me people problems have been the number one problems mm. rest everything have been uh, they have been challenges they have not been problems for me which mm. means they come uh, there are always solutions mm. uh, which i am aware about mm. just that I, maybe i am not uh, ready to take that leap of faith mm. versus the problem jahan pe i am completely unaware about what should i be doing next because a bad culture is a bad culture there can be 100 ways of solving it and one perfect way of getting it right mm. and you don't know if you're doing the perfect one or not mm. absolutely yeah. rhythm challenges what kind of challenges i think one of the challenge uh, as you mentioned was we were not taking funds mm. and we had to grow yeah. so the first 5 years we used to run uh, india film project was from ahmedabad mm. uh, on a very sudden Uh, uh, team meeting we took up a decision ki let's move to bombay and let's mm. do the festival uh, in mumbai and mm. this is when you don't understand the city perfectly mm. this is when your costs in mumbai are very different than the costs that you are you have in uh, your comfort zone so i think one of the challenges without money or without an external money from whatever you have been saving to do a festival which is suddenly now growing 3x 
फ्रॉम अहमदाबाद टू मुंबई दैट वॉज आई थिंक नाइस हैप्पी प्रॉब्लम टू और हैप्पी चैलेंज टू 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 हैव बिकॉज यू डोंट नो इफ पीपल आर गोइंग टू टर्न अप यू डोंट नो इफ द पार्टिसिपेशन वुड बी सेम यूजली वेन आई पी इवन चेंजेस अ वेन्यू विद इन अ सिटी इट मेक्स अ लॉट ऑफ डिफरेंस एंड वी वर ट्राइंग टू चेंज अ एंटायर सिटी विच मीन्स वी हैव बीन देयर इन अ सिटी फॉर फाइव ईयर्स एंड नाउ वी आर टेलिंग पीपल सेंग दट ओके वी आर शिफ्टिंग टू अ बिगर सिटी बिकॉज वी सी मोर अपॉर्चुनिटी देर सो you know all the love and care that you have given us hmm. uh, was only limited till here hmm. and now you'll have to come to mumbai to cheer us up hmm. so that becomes i think uh, uh, that was one of the challenges and that too because we never had money which means everything at 26 year old to raise that kind of capital yeah. or to get even those momentary uh, cash flows uh, yes. flowing yeah. uh, and keeping your salaries intact yeah. without because you don't you cannot be Uh, discouraging people when you take such a move, you cannot yeah. be telling them, "Okay, अभी पंद्रह दिन salary नहीं आएगा." That cannot happen, yeah. Huh. So I think one of the the loveliest challenge that I had was when we were moving from Ahmedabad to Mumbai. Yeah. Another challenge that we had was uh, when uh, so as a fifty hour filmmaking challenge, I think uh, we had been doing very well nationally. This is two thousand fourteen, and we had a lot of participation, and participation was growing almost three four x year on year because people wanted. Uh, to participate and people thought this was a crazy weekend. Even if we don't win those two uh, sleepless nights, when you are making a film and then you have fights and suddenly a camera breaks and mm. your footage gets lost, everything mm. happens. It's a uh, it's a carnival mm. that happens for a group of friends. Mm. Uh, so when that was picking up, we had a lot of international participation uh, which started coming in. Mm. When uh, of course the beauty of the entire fifty uh, hour challenge is that people can participate from any country at. Following a single Indian standard time, yes. But uh, the challenge is that technically you have to be very strong, which yeah. means at the end of fifty hours we have more than ten to twelve terabytes of data which is uploaded. Which means mm. you need to invest so much in your servers that someone who is participating from Germany should also be able to. Yes. Uh, who is not be uh, who is not going to call you that easily. Mm. Uh, you are not going to help him. the way you can help someone locally because yes. some, some local person can directly call your helpline write a mail and get a reply that person is going to take time he is in a very different uh, time zone yeah. so i think one of the key factors for us was uh, uh, mm. you know uh, technically understanding what did we want yeah. uh, how do we make a system that's going to last for at least another 10 years yes uh, and with whatever limited resources that we had mm. so we Absolutely. never had so much of money so uh, incidentally when i was in my school i used to code Hmm. So my coding uh, helped us a lot because okay. the initial planning uh, that we did uh, for it, in fact, a couple of initial pages to our website, I used to code it myself. Okay. So I think till two thousand sixteen, I used to code the entire IFP website. Okay. And wow. uh, I still play an important role while coding because we hmm. never outsource it. Hmm. So as I said, we want to keep it lean. Yeah. So I think for us, uh, the challenges have been one on the technical aspect. The yeah. second, of course, when we are moving the city. Yes. For the festival. Awesome, the technical aspect, and then we're moving uh, to the another city. So, when, like you said, when you were moving to another city, it was a three x times of growth. You know, yes. how did you get that growth, that initial growth? Did you guys go for publicity? Did you guys, you know, how did you put your word across about your content? I festival? think I can bet a lot on luck because mm. I think it was the right time and right place when uh, when we were we were in Mumbai in 2016 when mm. digital was suddenly exploding yeah. internet speeds were kicking up uh, mm-hmm. and people had 4G which means that people had mm. more time to consume content and this is when people thought of also making content so this yes. became a perfect place for them to come mm. uh, to explore how to make content mm. and i think that helped us a lot mm. initially second uh, 
Mumbai being a very central space uh, mm. for people uh, to travel across from uh, India. So, because mm. we have got a community which is present across multiple cities, mm. more than 300 cities now. Mm. So, a lot of people travel down for the festival and mm. Mumbai becomes a central part for them to travel. Mm. Mm. So, I think uh, a lot of that growth came from these two things which were not in our hand, mm. neither controlled by us. Mm. The third thing that we primarily focused was uh, to get relevant people on the stage mm. uh, and talk about relevant things. So, we... Mm did not want to talk about things that were out there on internet, mm. things that were uh, repetitive. Mm. So the idea was to talk about things which were uh, which were much more uh, relatable to mm. someone who's going out and trying. Mm. Uh, I think that relatability works when you are dealing with the audience in the 20 to 30 age group because yes. the moment they feel there is something which is exactly happening how they want it, they, they are in the... Uh, in the game. So mm. they started cheering us up because they said, okay, mm. there's a festival which talks about content creation mm. and I'm a musician and I can still relate to them mm. uh, and this is a place that I want to be because they they provide a value over a weekend that I mm. think that I mm. uh, do not get from internet. Mm. So were we trying to solve that problem in a correct way? So I think mm. yes. So were we trying to is... solve the problem in the correct way? Yes. That was the intent, yes. I believe, uh, yes. behind you know, however you were trying to push your yep. content festival, where we, yes. we trying to solve the problem or not. Yes. Solving so the I problem. Think I, mm. One of the things mm. that I would want to add, Suchita, is that mm. uh, uh, storytelling is one mm. of the key challenges in India. I yes. think uh, we have been listening to similar kind of stories. We have mm. been telling similar kind of stories in yeah. a similar kind, kind of manner. Yes. And uh, what happens uh, typically, at, I don't, know if you have ever attended IFP but at one of our festivals is that the way we try uh, ask uh, people on the stage to tell a story is very different mm. uh, that has to hit and connect with the audience if you're not doing that mm. that means you just become another panel discussion and that's mm. not what something are, people are looking for these days the verbal story yes. the verbal to- uh, storytelling yes. Yes. Mm. before I come to the creative aspect of it which I want to discuss you know that how the contribution of the filmmakers and all that content that's been created where exactly are you guys taking and distributing it to and you know how can more f- uh, filmmakers join in before that I also want to sort of delve a bit uh, deeper into the culture right. that you were trying to create you know what right. was the culture that you were trying to create A and B in terms of the scaling up with your new culture was there some kind of a template that you were following that this the quarter the yearly you know blah blah, blah. so with culture yes we, uh, we personally did set a, hmm. a timeline to it hmm. um, because uh, when you have a lot of new people coming into a very mm. aspirational business, which yes. is uh, typically a business of media and entertainment, yes. which is which looks very lavish. Mm. Uh, the moment you are inside, you know the realities about it, and then that shock basically takes people into a into a jiffy. Yes. Uh, so one of the things uh, we did was we defined a timeline to mm. think uh, mm. to to how do we want to mold it. Yes. Uh, how do we set up our own hierarchies? How yes. do we set up uh, what people are wearing in the uh, office? What people are speaking in the office? Yeah. Uh, how much are we relying on email versus formal uh, versus verbal communication? Yeah. How much are we uh, relying on phone calls? How are mm. we setting up timelines and mm. uh, deadlines to things? Mm. How much stress is given to external stakeholders, which means everyone who was talking to uh, participants mm. or brands mm. uh, they need to follow a certain communication language mm. they need to respond in a certain way mm. uh, all those things are, so we started right from me as an individual mm. what are the things that I need to do which the first thing I had to do was I had to set my own office timing yes. which means instead of being telling people that it's a free culture guys you can come anytime and leave anytime yeah. the first thing we did was we installed a biometric and I said I'll be the first person to punch in uh, <laughs> here 
and in case if i punch uh, post the uh, post the timing which is mentioned yeah. then it's my half day and yes. i'll i'll uh, openly tell everyone on slack that it's my half day today yes. so i think first thing that i had to start was from me yes. uh, then the people who were the uh, i think the most senior people in the team so mm. they had to take up the uh, correct then we allocated couple of junior team members mm. uh, to a single senior team member and mm. then uh, the seniors were responsible for training the juniors mm. so mm. Uh, which means right from how to speak to a client because uh, one of the things is when you hire a 25 24 25 year old they're usually so uh, enthusiastic, enthusiastic about things uh, they think that they could actually try their all innovations on a phone call with a client yes. which might just bum your business so yes. you cannot be doing that <laughs> yes so uh, we had to did get you ever feel about that the same about yourself while you were oh. the leader oh uh, i think no i have <laughs> been extra cautious when i am on a phone call okay. with uh, okay. Uh, but okay. i had to take it down to everyone which mm. means even the new intern who's joining for a couple of months they need to also follow certain things yes uh, and i realized that uh, in a long term if you don't have a great culture that's what most of the time skills a company than a business plan because your mm. culture has to be something wherein people feel like a family they feel uh, open about how they feel about their work yes. uh, they can share their personal problems with each other not maybe with the entire team but they should have some confidant in the office wherein they don't uh, take the burden of their personal problems on the work mm. so all those small small things which means even defining the lunch time how much time they are going to get for lunch how mm. much time they are going to get for a coffee pehle aisa kuch bhi nahi tha yaar so pehle it was like people used to come up at 10 o'clock mm. uh, leave at 4 o'clock mm. no one was going to check anything there was no uh, attendance there was nothing and yeah. those small things they look very cool you know yeah. you, especially when you look all the google and facebook office then you see acha itna cool hota hai but yeah. there are processes which are unseen processes and mm. which is where most of the media entrepreneurs that i meet uh, they go wrong because they usually see the good part of being in media industry which is like being cool having a nice cool office but they don't see that the processes are equally important to be set mm. uh, for example uh, processes about how a, a male in your team is going to speak to a female Mm. so all those things uh, they come of course from a founder and then from the senior team which is going to also replicate mm. those things how a mail is written how what is a tone of a mail even if it's an anger mail how mm. a stinker mail is written it's mm. a very small thing you can always mm. write a stinker mail you can say okay you know what i don't like your work uh, i think it's not working out mm. versus a mail wherein you always go to a person and say you know what i think we can always improve on this Mm-hmm. uh let's uh, sit tomorrow morning and uh, spend some time together or let's meet at a cafe tonight and spend some time together in making this much more mm-hmm. better i want to make sure that you, your work is easy for you so that you don't go home with burden mm-hmm. uh, those two different things they mm-hmm. change the way a person is always going to perceive your company mm-hmm. and that's how they are going to train the next generation of people who are going to join the company mm-hmm. so i think those smaller smaller things start uh, awesome uh, mattering around so i yeah. think culture is number one thing where a lot of people fail yeah uh, and that is where the bad mouthing starts because the moment someone leaves you goes to another place and the first thing when someone asks how was your work no one actually talks about the work they talk about the culture they tell ke nahi yaar that was not a place that i mm. uh, anyone i would recommend anyone to go mm. yes so i think you don't want to become that place yes. at the first yes. place yes yes and what an awesome thing culture is the first thing that defines a place that start defines an innovation a startup an entrepreneurship absolutely so i think uh, a, a lot of a thought about it comes from how we see families so eventually mm. a company in its initial stage is like a family so you are mm. a group of it's maybe like a joint family so mm. you are a group of people who are trying to make something work mm. uh, maybe you have your own differences mm. but then there's a culture in each family which defines how that family per- takes up a problem and mm. finds a solution to it mm. and i think that's how exactly a company has to 
you know replicate that entire model if you're not doing it if you don't have a right culture mm. you will have problems but you will never have relevant solutions to it because everyone mm. will give just their 80% and then leave mm, lovely Ritam, how did you define this culture? Did you write it down to for you or your own self to understand that this is the culture I want to project out there? How so, did you do the detailing of that? So uh, the first thing I did was uh, make a list of all the things that I thought were not working out for us. Okay. Um, and then a lot, I realized a lot of things started from me. Yes. The way I was, which yeah. I t- told you about, the way I used to write people emails, mm. the uh, way I used to answer phone calls, the way I used to uh, come to office at what timings I used to come, what yeah. I used to wear, yeah. a lot of things because uh, the team used to look up to me in a certain way and yes. uh, that uh, affected. So there were a lot of things that I had to personally change, yeah. which means that I had to change the way I used to speak, change my words. Mm. I also underwent an entire uh, a seven day course, which was about setting up a culture. Mm. Uh, Uh, an online course yes. and uh, it helped me a lot then i made mm. a list of pointers of what needs to be done mm. which means uh, everything right from your verbal and non verbal communication which needs to be done yes. how do you put more emphasis on people writing emails about work rather than just discussing it and then forgetting it about yes. how do you make sure that people are creating their daily and weekly task list so mm. everything started from mm. uh, those pointers mm. i started doing it it took people a little while before they adopted it because they are suddenly uh there's suddenly a new software which someone tells you ki ab se ye follow karna hai it takes someone a time before they adopt a new app or software mm-hmm. so uh and then you tell them okay now we are going to meet every monday morning and every mm-hmm. thursday evening and we are mm-hmm. going to do a team meeting mm-hmm. which means even if it takes 2 hours uh on monday and 2 hours on thursday but we'll still spend that time with each other mm-hmm. where everyone has to talk about a, a personal uh a problem mm-hmm. that they face mm-hmm. or a solution that they found and of course the professional what they did last week mm-hmm. what they intending to do this mm. week mm. so that uh, started helping mm. opening up people a lot mm. so setting up the culture the first yes. thing another thing which i've always seen in entrepreneurship especially when you're starting with a very small business like you yeah. started one employee and then scaled up to 35 people right now people management skills oh, <laughs> don't even talk about that i can blabber about it for couple of hours But choosing people the right people you yes, know yes, handling yes. their weaknesses and their strengths it, it comes completely from choosing wrong people once mm. only once you know who are the wrong people is when you realize who are the right people mm. so so i think for everyone i've met uh, they've had a wrong person and then they realized kisko nahi lena hai mm. which means uh, you know you cannot be directly pinpointing you see uh, uh, you know uh, personally over last two years one of the key things that i've realized is that not everyone is going to be exactly how you expect them uh, to be maybe i realized it late ya jo bhi tha but i think that uh, it played a important role because now i expect a, uh, uh, i don't expect things which maybe i can fulfill but not everyone is going to fulfill for example i can code i can do sales yes. i can uh, uh, i can do marketing for ourselves i can make plans yeah. i can also do hr i also take care of a lot of finances everything hmm. but i cannot expect everyone to be uh, same yes. for example if there is someone who's uh, good in writing hmm. you cannot be pushing that person uh, into sales uh, just because they can write good emails yes. can you uh, think of something which is also a win win for them yeah. so uh a key to it is creating win win formulas for people so hmm. another again that happens when you sit with them you are uh, across the table you ask them saying that what do you see yourself as five years hmm. uh, down the line what do hmm. you think you would be five years down the line hmm. uh understand what 
do they envision themselves mm. and then give them a role mm. which is in sync with your business and their vision of themselves mm. if that happens that's a perfect way of managing and that person is always going to be happy about mm. uh, about there because you created something for him which was in line with what they thought about their work mm. Mm. Uh, so the opposite of this is wherein people usually uh, find out a person think you know read a cv find out acha ye bolne mein acha hai i'll put him into something which requires a lot of say for example sales typically one of the key things i did in uh, i did wrong and a lot of people do wrong is that if they find someone who's verbally very communicative they usually put that person into a sale thing mm-hmm. but sales is not only about speaking it's also about a lot of conceptualizing and thinking mm-hmm. that person might be the best person on the earth to speak mm-hmm. but is is he going to speak right for your business and find mm-hmm. out a solution on the call when it's going to be needed because your client mm-hmm. is not going to wait for 3 days for you to send them a solution mm-hmm. um, so those small small things especially for us i think uh, those things started playing a, a important role somewhere mm-hmm. yes absolutely and did you create a like a template in terms of scaling up you know post you decided it to become a business that quarterly yearly how are you going to sort of so initially yes now mm. a lot of things are on automation because okay. now uh, since a lot of people have seen what it uh, is exactly to be inside the company yes. uh, they automatically train the next lot uh, okay. and then we have couple of things which happen on a regular basis for example a team meetings twice a week and mm. uh, there are at least team outings once a month mm-hmm. so those things which are regular which make sure that they get a little more personal time to spend with the rest of the team mm-hmm. and that's how i don't think so since last year and a half since we have uh, completed this entire process of culture in fact it's an ever evolving process but mm. i think a major part of it uh, when we said okay now i think we are in a proper shape and mm. size mm. i think uh, since then i don't think so we have had a kind of uh, knee jerk into it i've heard that entrepreneurs need to work like uh, you know my from my own personal example working like from 15 to 17 hours a day how many hours do you work and how <laughs> no, do you divide no, no. your day so i'm very mm. sure i don't mm. work more than 8 hours mm. i've never worked in fact even uh, during the crucial days of ifp mm. which is like when you have festival 10 days away mm. i don't work for more than 10 hours mm. i'm uh, very sure about this because i am a person who likes to go home uh, mm. at 6 6:30 I'm a person who plays games online, who plays with his Legos and mm. everything. So mm. I want to be at home. Mm. I want to read books. So mm. I don't think so. More than six or eight hours works for me. Mm. Uh, at office, I am the person who usually is always into work, which means I my coffee breaks will be less than three four minutes. Mm. Uh, my lunch breaks would be less than fifteen minutes. I'll be more into uh, mm. making sure that those eight hours are much more productive. Mm. But uh, I need to have my own time. Uh, mm. I've realized mm. that every time I have tried to stretch, mm. it messes up my mind. <laughs> so yeah. uh, you know, and that balance is something mm. that I figured out. Mm. And yeah, but everyone is like talking about the Silicon Valley culture here and saying that you know yeah. you need to hustle and work for like. 18 hours a day i uh, see so again it depends a lot on the industry that you are how mm. competitive that industry is of course mm. in tech i can imagine that uh, things are ever evolving something mm. that was not existing last month would exist next month mm. so i'm sure people would have that kind of culture but uh, if you are looking at uh, india and especially services like media and entertainment mm. which are not at a very rapidly growing services i don't mm. think so uh, hustling means putting a lot of hours i yes. think hustling me, uh, means uh, whatever 8 9 hours you are in the office mm. you have to be 100% there mm. plan things mm. the moment so i don't have my email notifications on mm. i don't have my slack notifications mm. on so at 6 o'clock uh, my notifications turn off mm. ex- uh, exactly at 6 o'clock every mm. day mm. which means the moment i am out of office mm. i am completely in my own Lovely. zone so mm. i started playing tennis mm. a year and a half back mm. and now mm. i've been 
I'm playing uh, my mm. first tournament, mm. which oh. means I've 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 kept that time from seven thirty to eight thirty pm, mm. which is my tennis time, which mm. means. I cannot be doing anything else mm-hmm. there, which means even if it's IFP five days later, mm-hmm. uh, until unless uh, it's the day of festival, I am usually in that zone in a very non-panicky zone. So even at festival, a uh, lot of my teammates, I am the most chilled out person at a festival. When mm-hmm. you when you have eighteen twenty thousand people coming up, and when mm-hmm. you have hundred and fifty speakers, who's who coming up? And usually, most of the times, if you see festival directors, they are. uh they are running around yes. uh, yeah. managing making sure that all the firefighting is happening i am a person who will do it a month in advance but mm. those days at the day of festival i am a person who might not be even at the venue mm. because is bar festival was at uh, uh was at uh, mehboob studios uske samne irani cafe i love their veg kola puri i went there for my lunch uh, with uh, my mom she was there at the festival we had a nice lunch my team yeah. was calling me they like yeah. sir where are you i was uh. like i am having my lunch uh. festival chal raha hai my personal time is my personal time i don't think so i can because mm. then it messes with my head and mm. uh, that entire hustling thing for me it has never worked mm. awesome. i think so when even uh, last two years three years when we have been growing almost 100% mm-hmm. one of the things is making sure that everyone leaves at, uh, at you know from office at time mm. हाँ डिजाइनर्स और एडिटर्स का थोड़ा लाइफ खराब होता है हमारे दे वर्क टिल ट्वेल्व ओ क्लॉक बट वो एक महीना दो महीना का बात होता है सो आई थिंक इट्स वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट फॉर एन ऑन्टरप्रीनर लाइक यू यूर सेल्फ फॉलो द पाथ ऑफ यू नो मैनेजिंग योर वर्क एंड कीपिंग योर पर्सनल स्पेस इन आई थिंक नॉट ओनली फॉर एन ऑन्टरप्रीनर फॉर एवरी वन आई सी दिस दर टॉपिक ऑफ मेंटल हेल्थ कम्स वेन पीपल थिंक लेस अबाउट डेमसेल्स एंड I can assume safely till twenty five. You can do that. Mm. Once you cross twenty five, mm. you need to find out enough space for yourself, which is your, which which nowadays is called self care. Yes. And that self care has to be there. I think, what self care, bolo ya personal time, bolo ya khud ka me time, bolo. But mm. it's that time that you have mm. to have to make sure that you are in a right zone in your mind mm. for a long number of years. Mm. And then you don't mess up one day and you say, okay, bolo, well, I am depressed today. That's mm. going to happen when when usually these two zones don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. So, of course, developing other skills besides being an entrepreneur, um, as you know, as you are playing tennis for your recreation, yeah. so uh, is what an entrepreneur must. Entrepreneur and besides entrepreneurs, other people also must look into. Yeah, definitely. So, I am a, uh, I am a adult fan of Lego, mm-hmm. which means my Lego collection is. Uh, I think one of the largest Lego collections in India. Mm. Every time I close a deal, I buy a new Lego. Mm. So it's as simple as that for me. So I have mm. more than eighty uh, sets of Lego at home, which are the largest Lego sets in the one of the largest Lego sets in the world. Mm. I play with Hot Wheels, mm. which are again those diecast cars mm. that come mm. up. I have mm. more than four hundred of them. I keep on collecting them, mm. uh, and those kind of things which uh, which keep me a lot. into other communities as well mm. so uh, in fact i was speaking to rohan about it that mm. the only podcast that i've been hearing recently are the podcasts uh, about lego wherein people are making the lego set and they mm. usually do a live podcast mm. and that's a lot of fun for me so it breaks mm. me away from the regular mm. phone calls and emails that i do anyways five days a week mm. yeah. absolutely ratham tell me yes. about all the content that gets created during the festival uh, yeah. you know what happens to that content So uh, over last nine years, mm. interestingly, in fifty year filmmaking challenge, we have had close to eleven thousand five hundred films which have been made. Wow! And mm. that is like humongous number of short films which yes. have been made. Yeah. Uh, 
what we have been doing from our side is that we have been trying to disseminate this content to as many other players so we had a choice to make 2 3 years back one of the choice was either we start our own platform wherein we start putting this content yes. or we reach out to platforms who whose core business is to basically handle content so we said mm. okay let's not do in, uh, something that we don't want to become yeah. uh, and that's where we started disseminating the content to different uh, players so now mm. i think across uh, 21 countries and different ott and, and mcn players hmm. handle our content which hmm. is where these films go hmm. every time someone watches it uh, there's a threshold that these films earn back out of it hmm. of course the numbers are not very promising considering that it's been only a year since people have started taking short films a little more seriously and people have started watching them hmm. but i think over next 5 years we see a huge uh, number of viewership coming from from this space which is bound to happen because what uh, kind of viewership what so, numbers so for example uh, for us typically a single short film uh, considering that we have around 6 7000 short films which have been uh, already distributed mm. uh, average viewership per month per film would be somewhere around 2 to 3000 mm. which currently doesn't look a very promising number mm. but uh, uh, again uh one of the reason is that uh, not lot of people go online to watch short films short mm, films mm. usually appear in their feed and they tap on it and watch it but yes. uh they don't consciously take a decision of going online and mm. watching a short film mm. so i think once that starts happening a lot of mm. short films in india uh, that have come up have been creating a lot of buzz a lot of uh, film stars are um, acting in short films which is now pulling a lot of crowd which means now uh, the relatively the search of short films has gone up which means suddenly i see that the the, the number of people who are going to watch short film is going to increase mm. because again a short film is a 4 to 6 minute short film at ifp yeah. and 4 to 6 minute is a very convenient space to introduce a character a plot a conflict, conflict. and a resolution mm. so i think uh, that way i think 4 uh, 5 mm. minutes may you are done with the character in a story and mm. then you start with another character in another story which mm. means to the millennial janta which yes. has got even shorter uh, attention span yeah. this is going to appeal a lot and yes. this space is going to be interesting mm. suddenly there has been a lot of uh, noise about short film which is uh, which is there yes these days so i think yes. it's a very interesting space mm. uh, so even for us we are right now figuring out a proper strategy because we have started uh, syndicating content but for us to now figure out what kind of content works where so something that we have started uh, doing recently is we have started analyzing all our content saying that okay so in us on blk prime we have these many short films what genre, what genre works there what is the average watch time mm. what is the average rating that we get there what mm. is the average viewership mm. So next time we'll only give them a particular genre because that's what works there. Versus mm. uh, in in Singapore, this is a genre that works for us. Mm. Mm. So these kind of short films will majorly go in mm. India. These are so for example in India we have um, uh, more uh, viewership that comes on regional content than on uh, uh, Hindi or English content. Mm-hmm. So for us we have realized that here, if we have to push something, it has to be more in the regional domain. So more mm. regional short films that we are going to publish. Mm. So in 2016 we took a conscious decision. उसके पहले ऐसा था कि IFP में you had to always make a Hindi or a English short film. Mm-hmm. 2016 में we opened up things for uh, regional and we said, in fact, we encouraged people to make more regional uh, mm. short films, mm. uh, of course with subtitles, and mm. that changed the uh, the game a lot because then suddenly we figured out that people had more. interesting stories mm. interesting backgrounds because mm. now they were more comfortable in their own language to make those mm. kind of content and that started uh, playing a, a role because then we suddenly noticed the kind of change 
in the viewer time that started happening so hmm. there were more views to a bengali short film con- hmm. compared to a hindi short film okay. so hamare ko pata chala okay this is something which is interesting yes. and then we started focusing more on regional content hmm. absolutely so more focus on regional content what are the plans of ifp in the next 5 years next five years uh, <laughs> so plans so what ambitious hain huh. i don't know if uh, those plans are going to uh, uh, see the light of the day yeah uh, but of course we want to take it international mm. so there are couple of international people whom we are speaking to in different countries mm-hmm. to build our initial relationships and a long term partnership so the mm. idea is uh, so we have made ifp the content festival which means mm. we don't talk about film though it is still called india film project mm. but it's more about or it's equally about films digital mm. music mm. and literature mm. and uh, if you see 50 hour filmmaking challenge of course is a big thing for us because uh, conceptually it is kickass and uh, that's where we get a lot of participation and people love it to another level mm. but we also introduced a storytelling challenge uh, two years back we introduced a poster design challenge and a short script writing challenge and that got us more number of countries participating in it because mm. a lot of people thought that uh something like this definitely did not exist for a writer mm. or for a storyteller mm-hmm. uh, so now we we have uh, apart from all the short films in our library mm. we also have close to a 800 or 900 uh, spoken word pieces mm. we have close to uh 2200 short stories each of them between 8 to 12 pages mm. and we have more than 700 posters that have been made at ifp mm. till now mm. so the idea is uh when you're appealing to creative people they exist across the world in different shapes and sizes for example mm. europe has uh, a lot more people in music mm. uh maybe than films mm. but of course there is something for spoken word uh, something for music which is going to be there mm. uh, so i think uh, for us uh, the major thing is to uh, now expand internationally find right kind of people uh, or the audiences mm. and then uh, bring out right kind of challenges for them to participate so mm. at the end the idea of the challenge is not to win the idea mm. is plain simple it's for them to maybe reinvent themselves and do something which is uh, not tied to a external motivation mm. right mm. so i think uh, that's the plan uh, we have been doing a lot of branded content mm. and branded content has been a great boon to us mm. it came surprisingly not as a planned thing mm. uh, it just happened because one of our brands asked us to do it mm. and the output came out very nice and we said hey let's uh, do it on a, a repetitive basis for multiple clients mm. and mm. it uh, worked for us mm. amazingly mm. so now we have close to 13 brands with whom we create a lot of branded content around the year mm. and by, by branded content these are basically videos from 15 seconds to 10 minutes mm. Ninka mm. but we don't do it in house again mm. we don't have a production team mm. so we go out to our community of 5 5 and 1/2 lakh people mm. and we get these people to make it for brand so we mm. basically become a platform in between so we mm. say okay mm. we have access to brands we yeah. have access to our talented people mm. so we basically make sure that the quality is going to be what our brand expects and everything mm. else is going to be done by these people mm. so it becomes a very interesting space for people to be also part of a ifp community because now uh, not only uh, recognition but they also get paid for uh, mm. for work if if they get recognized Absolutely. so i think that is something that we are working mm. for next 3 years that is that is a key focus and of course going international mm. awesome great great pointers ritam bhatnagar thank you so much for your time i'm thank sure thank you i'm i i just pray people didn't get bored <laughs> no yeah. 
I think I think I think there was so much to take away from you. You just had it all there. You know how it's supposed to be done. You know, and it was like very crystal clear, very lucid. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, I think I really really absorbed this conversation. Such clarity in how can you scale up your business, in your vision, in your mission statements, the detailing of it that's needed from a leader, from a founder who is running a company, a startup. anybody who's leading a team thank you rhythm for this one i hope you guys are enjoying the show and in case you want to keep in any suggestions you can write into us you can also connect to us on all the podcasting platforms which is your apple podcast your google podcast your geo savan etc etc everything is mentioned in the description next week we do not have a founder uh, for our conversation but an analysis of what made a specific startup scale to such heights stay tuned